0: Christ is this? Yes. We'd like to wish all of our mothers on this special day in America okay. a happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. The homily this morning is about the power. Of the sign of Jesus the verse that I would like to focus on is this verse he said to Thomas put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side and do not be faithless but believing and Thomas answered him my Lord and my God the main point that I would like to make today is this. The side of the risen Lord is like it. We learn from St. Cyril of Jerusalem several Pilate who judged him, and the blood because of them that shouted out against him. And again, it could be understood in another way. There are many ways of (laughs) understanding these things. There are many levels of meaning and, and understanding. the blood for the Jews and the water for the Christians. For upon them as plotters came the condemnation from the blood. But to those who believe, salvation is by water. For nothing has been done without meaning, says St. Cyril. Then, St. Cyril refers to the fathers of the church. (laughs) He's 4th century and he says, But the fathers say. (laughs) The fathers who have written comment have given even another reason of this matter. For since in the gospels the power of salutary baptism is twofold, one, which is granted by means of water for illumination, and the second, to holy martyrs in persecutions through their own blood. Salvation through water in baptism, salvation through blood in martyrdom. There came out of the saving side blood and water to confirm the grace of the confession made of Christ, whether it be by baptism or on the occasion of martyrdom. Then there is another reason for mentioning the side. The woman, and this is the most mind-boggling to me, the woman who was formed from the side, you remember the story of Adam and Eve, and she proceeded from his side. She was not birthed. The woman who was formed from the side led the way to sin. But Jesus who came to bestow the grace and pardon on men and women alike was pierced in the side for women that He might undo the sin of the woman. Eve. And may I add a fifth observation. That the deacon adds warm water to the chalice filled with the sacred wine, the consecrated wine, having become the blood of the Lord, as a manifest as a manifestation not only of the warmth of faith full of the Holy Spirit, but also as a manifestation of the power of the life-giving side of our Lord Jesus Christ. St. Nikolai asked the question, why did he wait eight days? And then, of course, he likes to answer his question, the rhetorical question. Why didn't he appear earlier first? so that all the circumstances would be precisely the same as he appeared on the first Sunday and that it would be on a Sunday that he now appears again. And secondly, that Thomas' unbelief should be brought right out and from the waiting be made even stronger. Thirdly, To accustom his disciples to patience and endurance in prayer for the confirmation of their friends' faith. For the disciples must have been praying that the Lord would appear again for Thomas' sake. How patient am am I in, in my prayers to the Lord? I want them to be answered instantly. Don't you? Why do I have to wait? Why not answer me now? Patience increases faith. That's why. And fourthly, so that the disciples would realize their helplessness and the impossibility of their revealing the risen Lord without His aid. And lastly, perhaps, Because the number eight signifies the last days, the eve of Christ's second coming when men like Thomas will be very weak in faith, going by their senses and believing only that which their senses will grasp. Note the utter helplessness and the impossibility of the apostles themselves To reveal the risen Lord without Him, without His help. If they couldn't do it, we sure can't do it. There's a prayer that the priest reads before the gospel is read, and I want to read it to you. Illumine our hearts, O Master, who lovest mankind, with the pure light of Thy divine knowledge. And open the eyes of our mind to the understanding of thy gospel teachings. Implant in us also the fear of thy blessed commandments, that trampling down all carnal desires, we may enter upon a spiritual manner of living, both thinking and doing such things as are well pleasing unto thee. For thou art the illumination of our souls and bodies, O Christ our God, and unto thee. We ascribe glory. And then there is a dialogue that goes on between the priest and the deacon. And the deacon says, Bless Master, him that proclaimeth the good tidings of the holy, glorious apostle and evangelist, in this case today, John. The priest says, May God, through the prayers of the holy, glorious apostle and evangelist, John, enable thee to proclaim the good tidings with great power to the fulfillment of the gospel of His beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And the deacon replies, Amen, Amen, Amen. Let it be done to me according to thy word, O holy apostle and evangelist John. Intercede with the merciful God that He may grant our souls forgiveness of sins, we're calling upon the Lord and the Apostle who wrote the Gospel to help us to proclaim it and to understand it and absorb it because without their help we cannot. On the power and the authority given to St. Thomas from Jesus' side, St. Nikolai says this, and of course you, you know that, that the earlier in the Gospel it says that He breathed on the apostles and said, receive the Holy Spirit and gave them power and authority to do the work of the apostleship and the evangelization and to retain and forgive sins. So what happened to Thomas He didn't get it. He wasn't there. When the Lord, as yet unglorified in a mortal body, was able to heal the woman with the issue of blood by letting her touch His garment, filling her with strength and health, so much more could He, in His risen and glorified body, give to Thomas through touch All the power and the authority that he had given the other apostles in another way by breathing upon them. And so Thomas did get it. He did it by touching the life-giving side of God. So what of us? What shall we do? Well, I can think of two things. First, let us lock the inner chamber of our souls. Just like the disciples locked the door of the upper room where they hid to keep our souls from invasion of the external fallen world. To lock it to lock my soul believe me i'm speaking to myself and let us replace every corner of doubt in our souls with perseverance in prayer and waiting patiently on the lord to fulfill all of our godly desires o resurrected lord Confirm us in the faith and the zeal of your holy apostles. May we drink from thy holy and life-giving side that we may simply cry out unto thee with the Apostle Thomas, my Lord and my God. For your name is holy always, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is risen.